is the Power Adulting Podcast, where we are hunting down the experiences, struggles, and golden nuggets of wisdom from our helpful guests. Stay tuned for an exciting weekly adventure that uncovers practical tips, tools, and tactics to get you from stuck in the muck to smashing your way through life's toughest roadblocks. We don't often think of grief as a good thing, but Elle has a whole new perspective on the pain we all experience in life. If you master this mind shift, there might be a few tears, but there are no limits on your life. Jump on over and subscribe for more touching shows just like this. Hello and welcome to the Power Adulting Podcast, where we dive into all things adulting that was not taught to us in school. Sure. So we are going to be talking about grief today. What we've been talking about the last couple weeks for season five, last week we did a relationships episode on the importance of reciprocity in relationships. The week before, we were working on pursuing joy in our lives. Before that, we were working on inner work and how to pour into ourselves and why it's so important. We focused on nutrition, hormones, and sleep early in the season. In episode two of season five, we talked about how health is wealth and how when it hurts, it hurts everything. And lastly, our first episode of the season introduced our reflective period when we were talking about slowing down. So today we're going to talk about grief. Dave, could you tell me what you think about when you hear grief? First thing that I think about is the love of my life passing away, your mother. And, you know, we talked about in past episodes, kind of that concept from the Bible as far as the two become one. Mm. And we had been together for uh, almost 30 years when she passed away, far too young. You were eight years old and your brother was five. And... You don't realize when you've been together with someone that long, how you become in sync with them. And it's like tearing tearing you apart. If those two become one, the way the Bible says, which can truly happen, then when that is no longer there, your heart is literally torn in half. And, you know, I don't know that you ever recover. I guess you deal with it over time, but you, you never fully recover. So anyway, that's kind of what I think about grief is that big one. I know there are other other things we grieve. And that's just the first one that comes to my mind. From what I was hearing when you were talking about grief, you were talking about the pain of loss, which is, I would say, a part of grief. What would you say is part of the healing dimension of grief? Because grief is definitely, it starts with the pain, but it's supposed to result in healing. How, how do you think that applies to your situation? That's a tough question. I don't know that I have dealt with the grief as well as I could have. I know I wasn't extremely helpful for you kids as we were going through the single dad stage of trying to raise a five and an eight-year-old there. Yeah, and keeping work going and things like that. But as far as the healing aspect of it, I kind of think that healing has to come with 
a bit of a, a big picture sort of thing that relationships are so important to our life, but they can disappear. And whether they're through fault of your own or no fault of your own, they can disappear. And at that point in time, you have to work through the process uh, of healing from it, acceptance of it, the whole typical grieving process of pain. I forget what it is. Pain, anger. Denial, anger, Uh, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Okay. I guess all of those. Yeah. I mean, they're right. (laughs) All of those you go through and remember the sad state of bargaining and the depression that ultimately comes up when the bargaining doesn't work. And what is the final one that that you're finally healed? Acceptance. Acceptance. Uh, I don't know if you'd say healed, but on the journey to healing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I agree with all of those. I don't think in this short of an episode, I can probably explain. We could go into an episode in each one of those. Uh, so. Well, I appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty there because yeah, that was a difficult period for me as well. I I don't know if we any of us quite had the tools to deal with it in the way that would have been the most healthy. You know, I think I bottled it up and ran from it for 15 years. If people are interested in hearing my full story, you can go to episode three. I do kind of share in depth my journey. And of course, it's continued since 2020. And there's been a lot of healing since then. But there was definitely at least 15 years of I don't even think I started the stages. Like, I think I just ignored it. And I think that's something that I've been really working on. Something that's powerful for me is the fact that just to heal, we must grieve. It's important to grieve. And I think a lot of us feel like, oh, okay, the, the, the terrible thing, the terrible part about losing somebody is over. They're already gone. I need to get on with it. Right, like that's kind of the way our society deals with it. As far as you know, six months you should be pretty well. And for me, it took fifteen years or more. You know, and so I I shared um, back in episode two of this season that I experienced a miscarriage middle of this year, and that definitely sucked. And when I was going through that, I wanted to do things differently than when mom died because it's another it's another death it's another loss and so something that i really focused on feeling the pain to cry and to just feel every ounce of the pain instead of just bottling it up and trying to move forward i wanted to make sure like like it was a wet towel that i wrung it out so good that there was nothing left for me to wring out anymore And that was when I kind of could be like, okay, I'm done feeling the pain. I'm done with this depressive state. I can kind of accept it and move forward. And I think that was something I struggled with as a a young, young person was it all was just such shock. It was just, you were in that shock state where you're just kind of like frozen in time, but the world is moving around you. Right. And so it's hard to feel the feels, especially when you're in school. And I can only imagine being a parent, you're trying to parent two little kids who don't quite have the emotional capacity of say a young adult, you know, like these are little, little kids. And so you want to save face and be strong for your kids. Yes. 
Probably too much so. As far as instead of really dealing with it, you put on a strong face. And I don't think that's what anybody really needs. You really have to allow yourself to grieve. Yeah. And it's just such a weird word. And when you've never experienced it and you're going through it for the first time, I think with the miscarriage, I had a little experience because of experiencing mom's death that I kind of knew what was coming at a really small scale. You know, like it is different. Losing a parent is different, but I think just I wanted to do things differently this time. And three months down the road, like I was feeling good. And it's not the same as, say, losing somebody who's been in your life for your entire life. You know, that is such an attachment that I know that it is very, very different. But I think we need to normalize grief. It would be nice if we could. I just, you know. It's such a normal, like, it's such a human thing, death. Yes. It's inevitable. What's the only thing that's ever guaranteed is that we will die? Yes. And taxes, of course. Oh, and taxes, of course. (laughs) It would be nice if we could teach it better, but I don't Mm -hmm. know if we want to avoid it so much because it hurts to even think of losing a loved one. If you think about it, then it could happen. And so I know there are grief courses and things like that. And we all kind of know those stages. But you do it after. It's always after you've already gone through the loss that you're like, ah, shoot. Okay. Like maybe I need to figure this out. Or after you've been suffering from the loss so long that you have no other option. Yeah. When it hurts so bad, you have to do something about it. Yeah. So that's grieving a loss life. And that is a really, really tough experience to go through. And we're all going to go through it. And I guess the biggest piece of advice that I can give from seeing other people go through grief, losing loved ones, as well as myself is people always say to you, let me know what you need. Let me know what you need. And they're, they're trying to be sincere and they're trying so hard to be there for you. And I think as people who are looking in towards somebody who is grieving, We need to just do it. I've heard that you don't just say, let me know when you need help. It's like nobody's going to ask for help. It's showing up with the meal. It's making that effort. It's it's writing them that card or spending quality time. It's like it's the, the energy spent with the person who's in pain that is going to help support them in grief rather than leaving an open-ended when you need help. Because when I'm grieving, I'm in my bubble. Like I'm not going to reach out, but I'm not going to deny somebody who shows up on my doorstep with a meal or, you know, somebody who calls me and is like, hey, do you want to talk? Like that's the kind of relationships that I desire in my life and the kind of person I hope to be in relationships. And it's definitely easier said than done. We're so used to just being like, let me know, let me know, let me know. But yet nobody ever lets you know. Yeah, that, that it's a really tough one. And you said something about somebody coming over and saying, you know, if you ever want to talk. 
which is kind of a vague issue as far as uh, whoever does. It it would have to be more like, hey, can we talk right now? Yes. Uh, Or I'm thinking even better as far as, I know this isn't exactly the same grief, but as a a 30-year-old going through cancer, and I had three different bouts with it uh, where uh, it, you know, I had the surgery done, then it had spread up into my chest, and we did radiation, thinking we got it all or hoping we got it all. And sure enough, we didn't. A few months later, it showed up again and it spread up into my neck and was going to my brain next. And so I went through chemotherapy, which was just a horrific experience. You know, you go in strong and it just, it's cumulative. You know, you go, yeah, you go in for a week in the hospital where they just blasted you with the chemotherapy and then you come out a little bit drained. The second one, you know, my eyebrows, started falling out and then after that clumps of hair and then I was so sick by the fourth one I didn't think I was going to make it you know your mom was there for me during that time I was only 30 years old and I practically begged her not to make me go back for the it was so and I'm I'm not a wimp uh, you know a fairly tough guy uh, and so I went back to it And I did a speech on this at one point in time about the eloquence of silence. And it was my brother and your mom was there too. But I remember in particular, my brother, he would be there before he was working for me at the time. And on his way in, the hospital was there and I'd be asleep because if I was awake, I was vomiting. So he would be there, Bible in his lap and just praying it's, um, you know, just being there for somebody. And if somebody's there for you like that, you will talk to them. Yeah. But it wasn't forced upon me or anything else. It was just that simple. Holding their hand, putting an arm around them, or even being in the seat right next to them when they're facing pain. So anyway, I got I can't talk anymore. So. Well, and your brother isn't around anymore. No, he has passed away. So that is uh, a very... That's another grief. Another, another grief. guy who... Another beautiful... Changed my life. He brought me to Christ and he's with Jesus now. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because that's another form of grief is you lose, you're grieving your identity. Yeah. My whole, I thought I was this strong uh, power of positive thinking. It would heal me. And uh, then when I realized, uh, you know, the surgery didn't work and I lost faith in the doctors and then the power of positive thinking, I couldn't keep my hair in my head. It was all falling out. Uh, You think you're this strong, uh, you know, confident go-getter. And then you just realize that you're none of those and you kind of grieve what you were. But then just like your depression, I came out of that a better person as a result of it. But And that experience brought you to your Christ. You yeah, know. faith. And I probably would have been so self-reliant that I never would have otherwise. So you can find joy in the most miserable of experiences as we talked about on, I forget what episode that was, four or uh, three. Uh, three or four, yes. something like that. Uh, but yeah, it, it changes you and then you have to grieve the old you. Uh, I had an easy way to grieve though. I lost all my hair. So, you know, the new 
Jimmy was the new, you know, I was called Dave uh, before. And so he changed my name to David after the new hair came in and it was like a whole new so that that experience, you definitely did fully grieve, fully feel all the feels because it was such a physical experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the whole the anger, uh, you'd have to repeat the Denial, anger, uh, what comes next? Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, etc. Oh, man, I did. That was like so clear uh, as to all of the parts of that, yes. Well, I wanted to piggyback off that because we've talked about the loss of a loved one, which is extremely challenging. We've talked about loss due to having personal physical issues, cancer, or having some sort of disability come on later in life. I can imagine the grief that goes. I've never experienced that, but people who have a degenerative disease of some kind, the immense grief that goes on there. I also wanted to share, you know, we can grieve lost people who are still living. I had never really thought about that, actually. People aren't in our lives forever, and they make a lasting mark. But for one reason or another, you part ways and move forward. You still grieve that friendship that once was there, that relationship. When you break up with somebody in a relationship, a romantic relationship, that's grief that you're processing. Because what I've heard is that grief is just unexpressed love. So you will only grieve if you once loved the thing that you lost. Grief is unexpressed love. Yeah, because you didn't get a chance to love whatever that was for as long as you would have liked to. So you had to have loved in order to grieve. If you if you never loved whatever it was that is no longer with you, you won't grieve. Yeah. And so I thought that was really powerful. And on top of living people, people who have passed, issue, physical diseases and things that take you to a place that you could never even imagine that you'd be at, you also grieve past versions of yourself. Like you talked about through cancer, that's a very, very vivid transition from you called yourself Dave to David. That was a past version of you, the person before you experienced chemo and cancer and everything that was right. with it. But people have that on a much smaller degree who aren't thrown into that kind of trauma and have to recover from that. People outgrow themselves, you know? Right. Like I've talked about in other episodes, like a decade ago, two decades ago, I'm a completely different person. Like I was a nasty human being. I never, I didn't think about others. I was very self-centered. I was always seeking instant gratification and pleasure. I was never considering the damage I was doing to other people. And that was just how I was living my life. It was me managing the trauma that I had experienced with my mom's death and my dad's heart attack a year and a half later. It was it was a protection mechanism. I just was F everyone. I don't want to get close to anyone. I'm so grateful that somehow I managed to still have friends from my childhood because I was not a nice human being. And I've had to grieve that person. I've had to grieve the person I was after that when I was in that growing stage where I felt like I was more enlightened, but I was still making poor decisions and maybe not treating myself with respect. In the beginning, I wasn't treating others with respect and I was very selfish. The next decade, I wasn't treating myself with respect, but I was respecting other people a lot more. I had grown into that. And I think this next step for me is I've had to grieve those versions of myself only to be able to heal and now both have respect for others and for myself. And had I not 
gone through those decades, those periods of time, and then reflected upon them through the grief and pain that I experienced just in my own life, I don't think I would have been able to grow past it to be this person where I can recognize my many, many, many flaws in my past, but leave them behind me. They, they are no longer holding me hostage. It's like, you know, we have to understand that everyone is human and everyone is going through this thing called life. And we're just responding to the experiences that we are forced to experience. And you talked about going through this grief and combining it with your miscarriage. I've often said that without the cancer, I would have been a horrible dad. Mm -hmm. Before Christ came into my life and changed me uh, and all the reflection that I did to get to that point uh, as far as realizing my flaws as well, uh, I look at it as the grief that I I went through and the difficult times is such a blessing because it made me reflect on myself, change myself, and And therefore, be ready to have kids because for that, I don't know how young people do it because I would not have been ready. Well, I like that perspective. So maybe grief doesn't result in healing per se, but I think maybe that you've grieved once you see that experience as a blessing rather than a curse. Very good way of looking at it. Yeah. Because my mother's death was definitely a curse for a while. But I I see it as a big blessing and I see the changes in myself over the last two decades as being a huge blessing. Like, who would I have been had I not gone through that? Like, I just, I could never, I would never know, but I love the person I am today and that I could not be the person I am today had I not experienced different things things that I had to grieve. Yeah. You certainly can't understand the beauty of life without seeing the misery of life. Yeah. Uh, And you don't appreciate love. And you don't appreciate love. Yeah. You've got to have experienced that love and that grief. Uh, It just amplifies, accelerates your progress Mm. from it. So something so painful can become so beautiful if you let it, if you're willing to feel the pain and just soak in it. Like there's no rush. You don't need to get out of it like society tells us you need to. You need to wallow in your own self-pity until you feel like you're so sick and tired of yourself pitying yourself. And then you pick yourself back up. Because there will be a point in time when you're like, are you kidding me? Like I've been doing this for far too long. Like it is time to move on from this. But that is because you felt it and you aren't just brushing it under the rug and saying, I'll deal with it later because it will come back. If you don't deal with it now, it's going to come back. I've heard that life or God continues to put lessons in front of you. And if you don't learn that lesson, you're going to continue to receive those kinds of experiences so that you learn that lesson and you can move forward (laughs) from it. Yeah. One way or another, you'll finally learn from the lesson, but better to take the easy way than the hard way. I mean, they're all hard ways. I don't think there is an easy way. I think it's like the hard now or the hard later. Right. Yeah. One's faster uh, figuring it out and the other one just takes a little more time. Yeah, but they're both painful. They're all painful. Life is painful. What what did Stutz say? He said, life is pain, life is uncertainty, and life is constant work. Yes. 
So that's a documentary. If you uh, want to check out one of our previous episodes here, uh, where was that episode? Stuts, right? Yes. Episode four, we talked about Stuts. It was a Jonah Hill documentary. And that therapist said pain, uncertainty, and constant work. And I think that applies to grief more than anything. And so as we're wrapping up here, I just wanted to recommend you guys check out episode 35 with Ivy Marie Lim. She talks about different steps for processing your pain and by processing your pain, you build inner confidence. And I think that relates a lot to grief because by processing what you're going through, instead of just ignoring it or pushing it aside, you are building confidence in yourself that I can do this. If I can get through the worst thing that's ever happened to me, I can get through anything. Yeah. I think Karen Vesley is a therapist also who had a very popular podcast on processing pain. And yeah, in her in relationships. Yeah, uh, yes. And that's all. That was episode five with yeah, Karen. What was the title of it? Uh, on how to process the pain of, I'm guessing, relationship loss. Okay. Yeah, the pain of a relationship loss in a healthy way. Yeah. yeah. So you so. got to process it. If you don't process it, it is going to sit there. I mean, it's like it's something rotting in your garbage disposal. Like if you aren't processing and getting rid of it and washing it away, it's going to sit there and rot. And it's going to rot you from the inside out. I should also mention Karen Vesley is your mother-in-law, yes. the therapist who has... She's uh, given me a lot of insight, and we're going to dive into our next episode on communication, specifically in relationships, and I'm going to share kind of my marriage, and Karen Vesley Shendon has been a very powerful influence in just being so real and raw and honest with me, because that's what I need. I need the truth, and I want to be slapped in the face with it. I don't want to beat around the bush. And she is so good at that in the most loving, tender, caring way. And so I'm, I may have lost a mother back in 2004, but I definitely gained a mother with Karen. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're talking about next time. Next week. And we hope you tune in next week for our conversation about communication and relationships. It's been a blast getting open, raw, and vulnerable. Thanks for sharing what I know is challenging to share for you. And we hope that we help inspire some of you to work through your grief because you're not alone in it. Yeah, we are here also. So we want to hear from you on that. Anyway, uh, until next week, better your best you, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next week on the Power Adulting Podcast.